0: Thank mm-hmm.
1: Hello, all you lovely listeners out there and welcome to our bonus podcast for episode 424 of Conversation Street, which is a discussion of 2020. So far, I didn't know whether to call it 2020. I was almost gonna say 2020 there. What did you call it? 2020. Um, I decided at the beginning of the year. And then you
0: made a proclamation. I'm
1: switching to twenty after twenty years of sticking with that two thousand, but there's obviously still remnants of it left.
0: We made proclamations and grand gestures at the beginning of this year. we made
1: many resolutions at the beginning of this year. You said you
0: were going to say 2020 and not 2020, and I said that this year would be the best year of my life.
1: How's that going for you?
0: It's not going great.
1: (laughs) We've had less time at work
0: than a positive. uh, Personally, I think it's been brilliant, but on the whole... Not this so good year for humanity. Has been, it's been a terrible one.
1: <laughs> but how has it been for Coronation Street? That's what we're here to talk about. We always, at the end of June, um, do a rundown of the six months uh, previously. Like, how's, how's it going midway through the year? Kind of check up on the show. Usually we've got more episodes to talk about than this.
0: Yeah. We do. Um, we, we've had a bit of a mishap, haven't
1: we? Yes, a bit of a pandemic <laughs> has meant that fewer Corries have been broadcast than um, originally intended. One of the things that's most annoying about it is whenever there's something on Coronation Street, that I'm really excited to find out what happens next. It's like, oh, if, if only we hadn't had COVID, we'd have known what the outcome of this cliffhanger was going to be months ago.
0: Yeah, true. It's also bad because there's definitely... Because we have the blocking, and so usually you'd have to sort of wait till every other week to find out. Now you're waiting two weeks, mm. and there are—I'm sure there are characters in limbo where I'm waiting for something, and I know because I, I sometimes I go through um, the synopsis uh, that they send through like for previous weeks, and go, oh yeah, what the hell happened with that?
1: Mm. Yeah, I, I mean it,
0: even da- even Daniel's been in it this week. He'd be he's been in limbo for months.
1: I know that. I mean, where's Beth? If, it, if we're kind of start kicking off with the discussion of how has Corey managed the lockdown and coronavirus and everything, is there, there's an awful lot of kind of uh, give and take. A lot of we, we've got to be.
0: Oh, you can't very moan considerate about them any and of it's it. It's not
1: their fault. I think
0: it's brilliant that um, we've still been able to have coronations. Today. Yes,
1: we're not having uh, any periods There's like EastEnders no are with, with a gap, exactly.
0: And also, um, I think many people have said that they actually prefer having three episodes a week mm. instead of six.
1: When it first started, I was very, very positive about it. And partly because the three episodes felt more manageable, partly because I quite enjoyed the, the way the cliffhangers sometimes work yes, and kept us on hangers. the edge of the seat. Uh, looking back on it, although I think Coronation Seat has managed it really, really well, and there have been some weeks where I've thought, no, oh, that's pretty good, actually. On the whole, I am, I'm I'm more kind of looking forward to it getting back into not... the, the swing of things, only because there have also been some weeks where it's not been great. Honestly, like if before it, the way it is at the moment, if there is like one episode, as in one double episode, that was going to be bad. Normally, that'd just be you know one out of three episodes, a third of the week is bad. Now that takes it to over half the week. Potentially, it's a bad week. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, and, I... and there
1: have been some weeks like that. Some weeks have been great. For example, when we've had the Yasmeen story in focus, all the stuff around the time where she attacked Jeff, that was amazing.
0: Can I just say that was a really good example for me personally of how the cliffhangers worked in a Mm. a different way to the way that that they were originally intended to be. So normally in Coronation Street you have two episodes a day and you get the first one, and then you have a half an hour break, and then you have the second half. And whatever cliffhangers would be resolved within half an hour. This time when we had the Yaz- Jeff and Yasmeen story, the first half of it came on a Friday evening. And we had Yasmeen attack Jeff, and then we had to wait over the weekend to find out what she was going to do about mm. it. And it, they never intended for, for that to to happen, but it worked a treat for me, mm. because you were left wondering over the weekend, oh gosh what's going to happen now, are she going to get out of it
1: looking back what's over the do? months though it just doesn't feel that there's been quite as as many instances of that happening as I would have liked, you know I, so some of the I, know, I don't have just know been like, you mm. can
0: moan about it, I'm, not, I'm not moaning
1: I'm just saying, when, I'm you, ju-
0: when they didn't intend for it to be, no
1: I'm not moaning at all I'm saying that it would have been even better if there had been more like that, and on, but
0: but they weren't.
1: There have been some. There have been some weeks where it's it's dragged more than it would have done, but but there have been other weeks where it's been better than it would have been. So it's you know swings and roundabouts. Really, I've 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 it has been handled as well as it could have been. But what you started off saying, where we've had huge gaps and characters in limbo. Yeah, that has really that's been exacerbated even more than it normally would because we were we were complaining this time last year about some characters that were being underused. I went, I went back and had a look at some of the episode notes for when we did this at the end of June 2019, and we were saying, oh, we've not seen very much of Jenny or Johnny. I haven't seen much of Eileen or Billy. I haven't seen much of Toya or or Ryan or Ally. And for a lot of those characters, you can still say exactly the same thing. But it's even worse because whereas we might have had yeah a month without seeing them now we've got two months without seeing them and it's part of the problem with with the big cast as well.
0: It feels like it's compounded some problems, but also had the uh, a, a side effect of revealing some strengths that Coronation Street could yes. could. Um, capitalise on that they might not have realised that they had in, in up their sleeves.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Like the cliffhangers,
0: there was a bit where... I, I think um, I think that um, Ian McLeod dabbled a bit with the over-the-weekend cliffhangers.
1: He did. I remember that early last year. And the thing few... is,
0: it was weird because they were resolved almost as quickly as they are now, but it felt weaker because it was deliberate. Whereas now... It feels because because it's unintentional. It feels a bit more sort of all deliciously. Um, I don't know, just just mm. like just like a just like an, a forbidden treat that we're, yeah, we're being right. we'll, given. We'll have
1: to see. I don't Because know, they've started yeah. refilming now. Yeah. Have mm-hmm. they taken any lessons from this? And there don't seem to be any major hurry to get back to six uh, a week. But I, think... I assume they want to. But especially by the time the sixtieth comes around, I think they've even said that in some interviews. They want to get back to their... But I I don't think...
0: Didn't you say that you were looking I'm, at them, the, that press conference they did the other day, hmm. and they were pitching some of their episodes as one-hour-long ones,
1: um,
0: specifically?
1: That, that, that was to do with next year. Oh, that, next That was to do in year. 2021, they're pitching them as hour-long. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about All that right right in, the, in the main of the podcast. But yeah. Sorry. No,
0: sorry. no, it's
1: fine. I, I, I just, But... Yeah, we, we will see so on the whole it, it's been it's been fine um,
0: well you're, I, you're being a bitch
1: no because it could have been a disaster it could have been an utter utter shambles there could have been what, periods um, without any Coronation Street there could have been dull stories that had dragged and dragged and dragged even longer but there, the, the, on the
0: whole the backbone of the, co- of the show has been the Jeff and Yasmeen story hmm. and it's been given even more time to fester than it would have done normally and it's Luckily for Coronation Street, that was their main focus because, unlike many other other stories, this benefits from having more time given to it. And I know people don't like it and there's, you know, there's still people saying that, oh, it's taking too long, it's dragging out and stuff. But actually, a court case and, abu- and um, coercive control and abuse plays out over a long period of time. Yeah, So it's natural for Coronation Street to give this more time.
1: Yeah, you're right. We'll come back to the Jeff and Yasmin in a minute, I think, actually, because you're right, that has been the, the strongest um, story by far so far this year. Just as we're on the subject of the lockdown, though, I want to give another shout out to the um, other um, additional material that Coronation Street's put out to try and fill some of the gaps. For example, the Corrie Good News. If we hadn't had the coronavirus, we'd have never been treated to Colson's 10 weeks of um, joy every uh, friday at 8 p.m which just, are uh, a bit of highlight of my week honestly i was really sad it's over
0: he's such a bundle of positive energy i just love colson smith at yeah. doing Corey's good news i just why can they please do it like monthly or something i know i think i think coronavirus has given us life lessons Everybody in in a deeply personal sense, but also as a society, and I'm worried that we will not learn our lessons and try to go back to the way things used to be. And one of them, one of the things that I think it's done, apart from highlighting all the assholes in the world whose um, negative behaviour is impacting everybody in a far more sinister way than it would do normally, it's also created a sort of sense of common. common striving and uh, like we're all in it together and the good News stuff and the community based activities on social media for Coronation Street fans have been su- such good fun to take part in mm. and I think that some people, not everybody, ha- have a bit more time now to spend because we're not, either we're not working or we're not going out to places and we don't you know, we have to stay inside so we're spending more time um online perhaps or enjoying tv shows or whatever but i think that that's given us an avenue to perhaps be kinder to each other in a in a sort of concrete way where we can celebrate the things that make us happy and share our thoughts Mm. and opinions and and it is nice to see that it hasn't fans involved it hasn't for coronation street social media hasn't led to a massive explosion of negativity like it has done in many other parts of society, if mm. you, if, you, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. You're right, though. Having something like that, especially as of the 60th year, something to get the fans then, involved, I'm have more official interviews. Well. Um, w- uh,
0: one of the things I've been doing today is going through the Coronation Street magazine and um, cataloguing all the content. And it occurred to me that social media has taken the... The, the role that the Coronation Street magazine had like social media and also the C- Coronation Street blog and Coropedia and our podcast and talk of the street all kind of like together creating this kind of network of fandom and enjoying things and celebrating Coronation Street and um the and Cory's good news has been the official face of that mm. you know and we haven't really had an official face of the Cory fandom since the magazine is that I mean the website not, not tried as, to... as overtly no I well, mean they, there's, done, the, there's, the, done the, I mean, there's the official
1: Twitter the official Facebook oh yeah of and course. so on but, but it's not the same it's not a direct
0: this was talking to us this was just such a treat And I would hope that Coronation Street would look at the feedback that they've got given. And although I know that it's probably difficult to coordinate and it takes a lot of time and things, but I really think that it's worth investing in time and money in in stuff like that, in community outreach things, in an official capacity. Because going through the old Coronation Street stuff, uh, Coronation Street magazine stuff, I mean, apart from the fact that you had this every month and it had interviews and features and everything, um, it was just... Full of fan f- interaction and
1: mm. and and
0: things that we just don't get to do these days.
1: No, not in the same way. Social media doesn't no, quite. No, it hasn't.
0: Scratch it's, that itch. it's replaced it, but it hasn't filled its shoes completely.
1: No, no.
0: And there's still so much that that can be done. I mean, we try our best, and <laughs> so does everybody else, but. Yeah. Um, it it was it was so good to have Coronation Street involved in supporting the fandom and celebrating everybody who watches Coronation Street and talking about what they think and what they say and I, I, of course anytime there's an official outlet for something like that it's going to be a bit censored because they're not going to have all the negative stuff
1: <laughs> but it's still good fun yeah yeah so anyway the, the the positive thing about it being over does mean at least that they are you know getting back to work at least so they're busy. Putting together the the show that we that we all love, and and it seems like they, you know, they've got plans. No, not coronation street. (laughs) It seems like they've got a lot of great ideas in place, and they're being very safe. And uh, we still don't know exactly how it's going to look when these new episodes come at the end of July. Although we did see on social media this week, Georgia Taylor put on her Instagram um, a picture, and I think who else was there. Some somebody else showed a picture of the street and they're like rainbows in the oh, yeah. in the windows, which is a, another thing that makes me think: is there a time jump or isn't there a time jump? I still don't know at the moment.
0: the The return to work offers two challenges, doesn't it, creatively and um, like physically, in that they have to physically manage creating a TV show with the limitations that have now been put upon them by social distancing and, Mm. and everything. And also the creative problem of how do we portray this in a way that is going to be interesting and relevant to our audiences? Because I think uh, we've spoken about this at length, but um, obviously Emmerdale tackled it head on and, and there are arguments to be made. And I think Coronation Street has gone down this road of it exists, but it's not what we're talking about. And I think a lot Mm. of people are happy about that because I think we're all sick of this now <laughs> and I don't think we want to dwell on it. No, and there's no
1: perfect way to do it. So no. we'll we'll see in a month. It's literally a month today almost as we're recording this, that the first post-coronavirus episodes are going to be broadcast. So, so
0: there you go.
1: We'll, we'll see just, just how well that transition works. Okay. So looking back on, on the year, then I would say that on the whole, it has felt like a better start to the year than it did last year. I think a year ago we were, we were having struggling to find lots and lots of positives to say, yes, we had things like the um the, the Nick and David stuff with the archie 's money. we had the factory collapse, which we personally enjoyed, although it didn 't go down quite so well with all the Cory fandom. I do feel though that that the Jeff and Yasmeen has even though it, as you said before it 's got its detractors, that has been a story that. A vast majority of the Corrie fan base have got invested in have rallied rounds have got people you know wanting to talk about the program again
0: it hasn't been very stunty but it has afforded creative opportunities to use camera work in things like Mm. when we had the Jeff episode when he was I mean the the magician episode where we had the, the moving around the Mm. The screen and, and turning around to face the audience, yeah. that was interesting. And also when she stabbed him in the neck, of course, the effects there.
1: To both of those two, I would say so far, are, are, are high up there for the most memorable scenes of the year so far.
0: I don't think you can say it competes with the pure visual spectacle that was the factory, roof collapse. No. But there was a definitely, a I felt, a more emotional um connection to it because mm. I'm I was I'm more invested in these characters and I also, unfortunately, I will say this again, the Kana fan base and watching that, watching Rana die and Kate and everything, I just felt a lot of the time I was watching it going, Oh bloody hell, what are they gonna say about this?
1: <laughs> I know, I know exactly what you mean. The the the, the magic the magic box scene was awesome and the, 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 like you said with the emotion it's just about how when he afterwards he was like whispering to her, You spot it, you you bitch, or Ever, ever and Just so and, and how the Jiggle at Jeff thing came out of that as well which I, I do wonder how much the writer of that scene intended that to take off as it were because Jiggle at Jeff has been his his been kryptonite almost it? since that's what, well, yeah, what's it, getting to him it's both
0: his triumph and his despair because that was supposed to be his big old uh, amazing scene and, and nobody realises that when they say it to him they're teasing him but then Ryan did use it in that way yeah
1: um, yeah, because everyone's starting to turn against him now. But they which all think is, it's a joke. They yeah. all thought
0: it was a joke, but it wasn't to him.
1: No. Loved it. I, I, the fact that everyone is turning against him as well is worth pointing out that it's a, a fresh and unusual take for the soap to make because often...
0: They didn't just. You'll go have down the whole of the street is
1: against Yasmin, and who on earth would possibly think that poor innocent Jeff could do this to his wife?
0: Having split um, opinions is definitely they're definitely working on that more than they would do normally.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing for this this storyline, which stands out to me, there's there's so much honestly this year that stood out in this story, and I might just say again how so chuffed i am that this story is the one that's in the forefront Uh, when this started it's about a year ago wasn't it i mean it had had started before a year ago it had been dripped in but last summer was when it started ramping up a bit more quickly i never expected that this story would be so big so far in in the future it it felt like it was an it felt to me at the beginning oh this is great at last they're giving Yasmin something to do she's been criminally underused for so long, because we've been the Asmene fans so far, I, I, I couldn't be happier that she is now, you know, she's the leading lady. She's the poster girl, if you like, of 2020 in Coronation Street.
0: But it's just a kick in the teeth that there are no awards
1: this year. Yeah, there, yeah there's still the Inside Soap Awards coming in September, October time, so she, she, will, get, she will get something, I'm sure. But
0: the, but the, the, but the big one,
1: the yeah, strafe the, one... The the Scope Awards I think has sadly is a uh, yeah. Maybe maybe they'll extend the voting period Honestly, to twenty four months next year. They
0: need to do something because a year in soap can't go unmarked.
1: By the British Soap Awards, you're right. Anyway, what I was saying was the other the other scene that stuck out to me was the well, the, the, the episode was the Charlotte Bronte one, which <laughs> yeah. I didn't know, I didn't Vicious. see coming. Vicious. There's been so many moments where you've been watching it. What am I not ask? How can he be doing this though? I can't believe it. Like you go, no, no, really. And when he that, went when he went out there and he was looming over the chicken coop, it's like your your hand was in your mouth, wasn't it? Just going, oh, he's really doing it. And then seeing Yasmin yeah. eating her poor chicken and spitting it out with the broccoli and potatoes onto the plate having food thrown at her that i mean
0: uh, we've got a pandemic going on there was a food shortage (laughs) she should not be spitting chicken out and it would have made it would have made a bit more sense if he had actually if there had been the pandemic on coronation street and that had taken place a bit later in the year everyone would have gone oh yeah he killed the chicken that makes sense (laughs) Yeah, desperate times (laughs) i was thinking of getting a chicken for that resourceful jeff (laughs) yeah jeff you're so smart
1: that that would that was a real kind of blood chilling moments of, of many um
0: i love that so much i really love it's, outrageous it's a bit of dark
1: comedy isn't it it's yes like, You killed charlotte bronte
0: i am um, i have a very wicked sense of humor and i i'm only really just realizing that my sense of humor is so odd i've I didn't known realize all along i thought everybody had a weird sense of humor but um that that just really tickled me mm. and it was and it was also um emotional and you felt sad too because Mm. of the performances you know yeah i I can i can fully watch something and enjoy the comedy the dark comedy of it because it was Mm. uh, but also feel like god this has just gone another step beyond where it should really be going and i absolutely can't believe they're pushing it this far and it is it is funny and ridiculous that we can watch things like, you know, babies dying and people finding out, and, you know, wives dying of cancer and people being run over and stuff. And, but the, the biggest reaction seems to have been, I can't believe they killed the chicken. And people <laughs> were at home, like, eating their dinner, probably eating
1: chicken, going, yeah.
0: this is awful. I won't stand for this animal cruelty.
1: <laughs> I know, totally. Um, I think the other, another thing worth highlighting for this story is how, um, how good it's been for the character of Alia
0: it's It's rehabilitated alia in a sense because it's directed her smug her smug yeah, sense of self righteousness yeah because she's kind of like sally she can she's got a weaponized smugness and she's using it against jeff mm. and although I've never particularly enjoyed alia as a character her her getting revenge is a bit more satisfying than it was when. Anna got revenge on Pat, for example, because we never liked Anna either, but we really liked Pat. Whereas here, it's just so easy to to sort of love to hate Jeff.
1: Mm. And I I can totally imagine after the story is over, Alia will kind of sink back and become a bit of a dullard again. But for now, she's got a time to shine, and and Sarah Khan is doing a fab job with it, Sarah, and and Sarah, her, her with Ryan Prescott as well. I think they're bouncing off each other quite nicely as a couple. Working Sadly, underused well. as lots of uh, most of the couples in Coronation Street are. But yeah, that that's a really nice little element, and and having Sally currently turning against Jeff as well. Really, I really,
0: I'm really enjoying the parallels also between Alia and Yasmin and Faye and Jeff at the moment. Mm. You've got two grandchildren trying to defend their grandparents. Yeah. And um, one of them's being rejected and the other one is being manipulated. And it, it's it's quite fascinating. Mm. And it's a really good use of, of previously underused characters. Faye. Oh, yeah. You know, where has what, she, been? she been? doing? she been doing? And Alia, who's been a bit she's she's never been the hero of her own story I, I don't think even when they've tried to make her like when she when Luke died and she became the Black Widow of Weatherfield mm. and she just became a bit of a character of fun for me I think she's turned it, turning into a hero in this story and I'm really enjoying it
1: yeah I, I am I really I never am.
0: really like to see characters not you know not being like, no, like, I mean, with, Iz, like with Izzy you I, know I don't like Izzy but I don't like seeing her being sort of
1: yeah, I, I like to have a good moan on the podcast as much as you do, but I'd, I'd rather love everything.
0: Yeah.
1: But I, but I don't, no, I, nobody loves everything. Well, don't, no, that's not true. There are some people, some fans will love everything, won't they, about Coronation Street. But on the whole, there's always going to be characters and stories that you don't like. Um,
0: right, so
1: what... I suppose the only thing about this story that has not rung true completely for me is the, the whole camera issue. And I think they've left it a little bit too long for him to get rid of that camera because we were saying all along, if she's been so thorough with the cleaning, why hasn't she found it? It
0: it really did make sense to me. They can make any prop they wanted. They didn't have to spend money on a camera. It's not like they were going, oh, we'd have the budget to buy an expensive spy camera. Literally, could have got a tiny little lens and stuck it on, you know, a box of cereal and said it's been there the whole time and nobody saw it. Hmm. Why did they get the biggest camera I've ever seen out of a CD rack? I don't know. I
1: know, I know, ridiculous. Something that I've noticed about 2020 con relations... The only street, thing I can oh say
0: is maybe that CD rack was full of, like, country and Western music. Nobody <laughs> would go near that in this country.
1: you think you're onto something, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Something I've noticed about 2020, Corrie, is the um, how some of the... Um, characters uh, the non-white characters people of color have been to the forefront so obviously yasmine as i said has been the poster child of coronation street this year but also asher and also the baileys in some way have been pushed to the forefront which has felt yeah. quite refreshing for coronation street i mean tanisha Gori continues to be an utter revelation yeah. to the show i mean we saw um we saw sparks from it last year didn't we during the, the skin whitening storyline lightening storyline sorry and um, she's did mat- they have any of that this
0: year or was it just last
1: year it, it was only touched on as part of the Asher Flasher storyline this okay. year but she's I, I'm not. Some characters, some actors. I sometimes have to force myself to like, or I'm like, oh, I think, I think I like this. I'm not, not really sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with it. But with with Asha, it's like I'm there. She's, she's got me. I, I don't. I can just sit back and enjoy enjoying her. Yeah. Um. And, I
0: think one thing is important to mention is that the Bailey storyline. A lot of, a lot of the criticism of it, um, is that they, that we haven't had a black family on Coronation Street for a long time, and we've not really had a black. Family like the Baileys. No, we I mean, had... the
1: closest we've had is Mandy and Jenna. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Or you know, back in the eighties, we had um, what was her name, Sonia, who's going out with Curly. But
0: so they're the first black family to name? sort of move into a Coronation Street as a family unit. Yeah, um, and, and I think people have commented that they didn't really like the fact that. Their race became an important focus no, of their and it, story. No, it, it really
1: is, isn't it? That the issues, family.
0: The the thing is, to to not address it is not necessarily the right thing to do because they're the only characters that can portray this story, mm. and it would be wrong to, for Coronation Street to pretend that racism doesn't happen. you know, we we know we're we're going through. A period of um, sort of social change regarding racism well, and people yeah. focusing on on social justice. Um, so I think the Coronation Street were right to to take the Baileys and use them as a sort of springboard. But again, the the I, and I agree with this. The, the criticism has been that it doesn't. You know, the Baileys could be any black family. The storyline that they've been given could be. It doesn't. There's nothing special or unique about the Baileys yet no particularly and they've been it, here it a year been, now it could have been a, any any black family could have had the exact same storyline and so it feels like um now we need to to move on and give them something t- that makes them that breathes life into them as characters and doesn't make them like tokens of um a story that um is important one but it you know it and, and i think so it's important to to recognize that Coronation Street can still do these storylines with other characters of colour. So you've got Asher and you've got with with the bullying and the and the um, the, the online pornography stuff, mm. and you've got um, you've got Yasmin. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and those two stories are not in any way related to the race of the characters. No. And I think that. If you're going to criticise the Bailey storyline and say that um, Coronation Street's focusing on just their colour and not on, on what, and anything else, you have to also fo- recognise that Coronation Street's doing really good things in pushing forward other other characters from... Mm.
1: Yeah, they, you're right. They, they just need to develop more of a personality for the Baileys. They've been here for a year now and I still don't feel like they They still feel like, you know, the new family, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And I don't think they should do after 12 months. And there's still some dangling threads like this whole Grace thing. This is that's been another um, victim of the protracted storytelling that's been brought about because of the virus. But it's come on, also get on really with it. I'm thinking the same with me. the James story. They've had little pockets of yeah. the James coming out as gay story, which has been another issue for like two weeks. It's it's all big and in the news, and and, and this is the big focus. And, and and look at us, this us tackling this issue, and then it goes again. It's just a bit frustrating. It's almost like Cory don't don't want to don't trust themselves the to thing, give them the, the story for long. than fortnight,
0: it's all really lovely to flesh out Michael's character. We like Michael. We think he's great. And so having Grace and, you know, um, oh, what's the kid called? Um, Tiana. Tiana. Yeah, great, lovely. But only if we had um, enough time for all the other characters who were actually main cast. Mm you know yeah i would love to i would love to sort of go meandering down the the sideways uh, back alleys with michael and grace and sort of concentrate on that on i'm not here for that though i'm here for where the hell is johnny and jenny what's going on with Toya and imran what you know mm. all these characters who, that are our main billing characters who are getting barely a look in while we're farting around with bloody grace Yeah, who they, they didn't. i really don't you know that's that's um Let's see. Let's have more Bailey's as a family stories, and let's... or just
1: get them integrated the more with those Didi? other characters. Can I also
0: just say, where the hell is Dee? We've been waiting for this girl to turn up. <laughs> We've heard bits and bobs about her. She's like the most hyped. Once she gets there, she's going to be the and most got a lot hyped. Of a, lot of expectations. I feel. To live up to. I feel you know whoever whoever plays her got you know god help you there is so much so much weight been put on this character she almost feels a bit like she's going to turn into fat brenda whereby she never appears on screen just becomes a legend in her own lunchtime
1: yeah yeah you're, right, you're right you're right um can we so, just go back to the the ashley stories because yeah. i also want to say a big sort of give props to adam hussein yeah, taking over the role of Zen, um, um, the ground, from um he really hit, has
0: hit the ground running done excellent work he feels really natural in the role
1: and i'm I've not thinking i know i exactly and that's the mark of a good replacement i'm not thinking that's not the real such and such yeah i'm like okay you're and you're then, ardy now because bless him zenon was, was fine say, that's but a ardy was a you know as a nothing of a character that's a testament to
0: the, the lack of use of his character as much as it is how good adam has been as a as a as a new version of that character, he's yeah. just he just uh, commands. The
1: strength, he does. Doesn't he he, he he's really. He and um, Tanisha still seem a little bit old for the fact that the characters are supposed to be what fourteen, fifteen. I'm not, but I'm not it, gonna it, it's no Jack Webster them. situation here. I think that they they do it that do it well enough. But he he has been fantastic. I do. Great saying he has
0: got like a kind of um, a sort of Disney prince kind of looks and and accent. oh
1: yeah yeah they they're gonna they're gonna heart throb him Do you
0: think he's gonna be a handsome yep. heartthrob
1: absolutely is I don't
0: know how old the actor is I he's
1: don't he's uh eighteen or nineteen ship him off he, <laughs> he he's been doing a couple of um instagram lives recently oh, i sat through one the the other day and asked a few questions and uh well, some of the questions that were coming in were like, oh, did you know you're so handsome? How are you so handsome? Oh, or something mate. like that. So they are totally going to do that. I but do they, find they it need uncomfortable to.
0: to talk about the way people look. but
1: um... they, they need a, a fresh, every so often, a fresh crop of people to put on the front of the soap magazines, basically, don't they? To send down the red carpet come soap award season to go up against Hollyoaks. So he's going to be right there. But yeah, he he's great. And the whole the revival of the Alahans has been long, long overdue because that was Don't another think family. Really that...
0: been a big focus since Sunita died.
1: No, they really haven't. They've been, they've been paddling out in the middle of the ocean, and now they have finally come back to shore. And, and And it's been lovely for me to see some um, praise directed towards Jimmy Harkishan as well.
0: Oh, Jimmy Harkishan is you, you give him whatever you want, and he'll do it. Yeah, and I think the thing about Coronation Street is they like his ham hand yeah. persona but he can play so he can be so dramatic
1: he can he's just not often given the chance no. and, and now he is and he's reminding some he's, viewers i, I think. think
0: i think the thing is if you're a bit versatile coronation street just throws comedy at you mm. i think the same things happened with sally o. matthews and jenny because she's so versatile yep. and she can do comedy and drama I think Coronation Street goes, oh, quick, we need more comedy. We fell
1: in love with the character about four or five years ago because of the drama.
0: Well, no, I was when I was going through the... Um, it was five years ago when she had her breakdown, when she kidnapped Jack. Yeah. And I was going through the that for the quiz that we did at the beginning of the show, and I was just going, yeah, my God.
1: That was what good. What a
0: different character she was. Mm. She's got so... She's got so much range... But the thing, that's the thing, soap actors in general have such great range because they have to be versatile. And mm. I think um, sometimes they get put in a shoebox.
1: It's just been a massive joke that the biggest thing that Jenny and Johnny have done so far in the first half of 2020 is go to France. Go
0: to France.
1: Yeah, their story is we're going off screen for a bit. While well, you are off screen beforehand, you are just upstairs in the Rovers. It's, yeah. like, it's, it's and such also, a shame. They, they, I hope they up, come back with a bang.
0: Doing up a bathroom that we've never seen.
1: Yeah, there's been so much talk about this B and B stuff, which I suppose is finally bearing fruit now we've got Scott in there. But the Rovers what a
0: boring what, character to be. This bring time in last really.
1: year we were saying they need to do more in the rovers. The rovers are supposed to be the hub of the show. It's all about the rovers and everybody's socialising in well, the rovers, but they're just not seeing. Can it. we
0: also just point out that when Toya and Peter were the landlord and landlady of the Rovers, they were you know, Toya was in almost every scene. Yeah. And and we still get just as many, Rover scenes as I think we ever did, but where the hell is Johnny and Jenny? Mm.
1: Although to be fair, we did when we did the top ten character appearances at the end of two thousand and nineteen, we were surprised that didn't didn't Jenny get in the top ten? That even right. so, somehow it just I know,
0: but it just feels like uh,
1: such oh I don't Corey, come, come on I don't want to moan, sort but... sort yourselves one out. One of the
0: things that I really want them to focus on is their their core talents. They're called cool talent, and I think chasing, chasing fan favorites that people talk about on on Twitter feels like an easy win, and and you get instant feedback that's positive, almost you know, universally. But it's not the best thing for the show. Not always. Like, like with the Carla and Peter stuff, there's there's a massive fan base for those two characters, and they're really feeding it at the moment. They had the um, the the Scallywag storyline. They dressed them up for VE Day, but I don't really want to be watching a show and go fan bait, fan bait, fan bait.
1: Mm. I, I, I fairly I, I've enjoyed what we've the little that we've had of Carla and Peter the last I know, few but weeks. Again, but, I, but you're right, two, that's what it is.
0: Those two characters should be headliners. Mm. Everybody feels like. A, a sort of um, not even it's not an ensemble it's like like a continuous parade of bit parts mm. that it should be more like an ensemble show which is what Coronation Street should be yeah. and I've said this we say this all the time the cast is too big but I would not want to be the person who sits there with a sharpie and goes through and says get rid of them get rid of them get rid of them because I love everybody on the show yeah. even even the people that are a bit crap the characters i don't particularly like that even even they are played by talented actors who have so much potential it just feels like nobody gets a chance to do anything because mm. as soon as they have a storyline they've got to give it up for someone something else that's coming along yeah
1: and then the storyline's over and the yeah. character has to disappear off screen yeah. because they're going on holiday for you know six yeah, they, weeks or something like it, that it
0: is it's difficult it's yeah. difficult and i and i also understand that it's not just there's also logistical reasons why this happens, mm. you
1: know. Let's go back to the positives for a bit because <laughs> we, we have got some other negatives coming. There's one particular character we haven't mentioned yet who has been quite a focus of this year, just the same as she was a focus of last year. They didn't get the message, the feedback from fans that we're not particularly wanting to see so much of that character. But, yeah, we'll save that for later. I, one of my other highlights this year has been elements of the Jade story. Although the final you know, the final moments of it where Hope inexplicably turns against her and sends her on her way and Jade disappears down the street with a tail between her legs never to be seen of again was a bit of a, a belly flop of an ending. I I quite enjoyed the the silliness of it. The the, the scene where Fizz attacked Jade with the uh, chopping board or something, wasn't it? I thought it was great. And when, and when Jade was uh, unconscious on the floor, then Evelyn comes in and she's disappeared, wondering about has she hidden hope up in the attic. I, I thought it was delightfully silly and, I know. and engaging. One,
0: one thing I am noticing about watching Vintage Corrie and comparing it to Modern Day Corrie is that Vintage Corrie doesn't really have anything ridiculously outrageous and bombastic, whereas those things are humdrum and commonplace in Modern Corrie. Like, you know, the, the secret daughter of of a of a dead Serial murdering teacher comes back to snatch a child and take her to France and then gets beaten with a chopping board. Mm. You know, it is silly and ridiculous, but it is sort of the symptom of modern day soaps, isn't yeah, it? It's gotta like get the viewers, gotta to... get the social
1: media clicks.
0: But I, I quite like it. I like I like I it. Is, it's ridiculous, and nobody's gonna go this is an issues based storyline because this happened to me
1: <laughs> <laughs> i know i know
0: but then you know that's the thing i don't think you can say vintage cory ever really had issues based storylines or outrageous ones mm. it was just everyday life
1: yeah yeah but, but i think that
0: well has been exhausted
1: you're right so they having to think of if more you, and more
0: if you want to watch <laughs> outrageous that, things this is the thing about coronation street if you want to watch that there's you know 60 years of it Mm. You know, or you know, or whatever you want to, where you want to put the pin in, thirty years, forty years, whatever, they've already done it. Mm. It's been done. If you want to watch it, it's there for you to watch. A
1: lot of what made that the old curry good, though, is because I think I felt we knew the characters more was, back in the olden days yeah, because there were so the few of them, smaller, uh, and and so more could come out of the general day to day interactions of characters and how would this character react if they got into a situation with this character, whereas these days. It's yeah. We just don't feel like we know the characters as well as we might. Mm-hmm. So they have to just get some characters and do something bombastic with them. them with them, yeah. Um, but yeah, the other thing with this Jade story, I've uh, and I've probably said the same at the end of last year. I have appreciated that it's given Tyrone and Fizz a bit more to do, and I know I'm in the minority. Whereas I, I enjoy them as a couple, and we're we're recording this on Thursday at the moment, and I believe that they got some more stuff coming in the Friday episode. Um, yeah, I've I've really loved seeing them, and of course it's meant more Evelyn as well, who continues to be, you know, the best new character on Coronation Street that we've had in the last two or three years. She's been wonderful. The stuff with her and Arthur as well, a bit slow, but I have enjoyed the continuing softening of Evelyn, but she's still got the, the hard edge that makes her a, a, a proper Cory Battleaxe.
0: Evelyn is one of those characters that I felt I feel like is guest starring, and I don't want her stints it ever. End. I know I'm
1: savoring every scene that she's in because I like, like, like I know, Maureen Lipman's gonna go. I don't want limited. to.
0: Maureen Lipman could do whatever the hell she wants to do. She could, you know, f- retire. She could go off and do a film. She could go and do whatever. Mm. She she probably has no end of offers, and I feel like pathetically grateful, like some kind of sad ex girlfriend who who has their lover come back to to spend a night with her just being grateful for the time I have mm. and it, I just absolutely love her so much she's so fantastic she's such a she's such a big name and she's but she's managed to slot into being Evelyn yeah. seamlessly now it took a while there are a few bumps but now I think mm. iconic character
1: I think so I think she's getting there this thing is if she if say she were to leave this year I think she'd be forgotten about in the same way Perhaps. that, say, Sylvia was, so that, they, oh, they've just got to keep her. Oh, throw whatever money they can <laughs> at Maureen Littman to get her to stay. Scenes like when she's going around the uh, medical centre shouting out for Dr. Gadass. She so is just hilarious. Really great. She's she, so good. She's got great comedy timing. Her delivery is always spot on. She she doesn't have misses.
0: And it is also really good to have an older character, to a, a new older character come into the show. Hmm. Um, and one
1: that is so full of life as well. Yeah. it's just not just an old crumbly sitting there in the Rovers, you know, sipping a sherry or anything. And I really feel
0: like um, Coronation Street is doing a really good job of appealing to multi generational viewers mm. because you've got on the one hand you've got like Asher and and um, all the younger characters who are doing really well, and then you've got on um, you know the other, the other end of the scale you had shady acres or whatever it is and <laughs> ken and and you know heritage characters plus you know evelyn and um uh you've got who who ruler plays claudia claudia you know they've got a whole spectrum and they're doing them all pretty well
1: yeah they are doing which them pretty hasn't well hasn't
0: necessarily always been the case
1: no also um I want to give a bit of a quick shout out to the, the Ollie Wobble story that's just starting to drip in at the moment as well. Because so, Leanne Leanne's been very underused for a few years, hasn't she? And so that's an well, example of tell... taking a character that's been on the street on and off for a good 20, 23 years, I think now, and they're finally giving her something else to do again.
0: You can tell Leanne has been underused for many years because I haven't had it cause to complain about her. Because mm. I used to really dislike her character and think she was annoying and, and, and shrill. But um, now she's back, and she is um better than ever, in my opinion. She hasn't been annoying for a long time, but that's because she hasn't had very much screen time. Now she's getting it, and she is very relatable. Even if you're not a mother or you don't have children, mm. I think anybody can watch her and feel... And oh, she's
1: reminding us what a fab actress Jane Danson she is she is
0: fantastic
1: absolutely a um, couple of other positives before we move on to the negatives to so some of the things in my notes
0: It's not Nick fabulous as well oh, I have to say that yeah
1: absolutely <laughs> we know that if we don't mention, we don't Nick, mention Nick we will we'll get a complaint so from...
0: fantastic <laughs> such great range <laughs> you no, know, I like I, really
1: I like I, yeah, I the angle that they've given him in this Ollie Wobbles story where he's the outsider because it's very much yeah. Stephen's uh, Leanne with him being shunned out because he's not the real dad
0: yeah I mean this is this is an example of why although the cast is so huge I wouldn't want to get rid of people mm. that there are so many great networks of character interactions and and um, history that it would be sad to get rid of anybody yeah very. And not that Nick would be anywhere near the front of the line if I were to start chopping heads off oh no not off. at all
1: not at all very interested to see where that story goes because it's um going to be harrowing i think harrowing that's what we is the word. that is the word that we can say wherever this goes there's going to be drama
0: i think if you, you know how people say oh what's the word of what's the word of the year and everyone's going to say it. it's either going to be unprecedented or coronavirus for this year but i think harrowing is a pretty good word <laughs> as well
1: um a couple of other positives then um nina she 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 started in the show what october november last year bubbling along nicely she's still not had a huge story to get her teeth into but there's not a lot to dislike about her at the moment i would say and she seems to be going down pretty well with the fans she is Inter- so
0: fun and quirky
1: yeah quirky is right she feels fresh and different the please pe-
0: do not do what coronation street normally does which is like that old normalize her of hammering the nail hammers down
1: yeah
0: I mean, the, the hammer whatever when a nail sticks out and you get hammered down um, remember how weird and original Sinead was when she came into the show. She was like a ditzy. She was like Luna, the Luna Lovegood yeah. of, of Coronation Street, and then she got turned into anyone else. Mm. You know.
1: Yeah, I think I'm, I ho- mean, I'm hoping she, it because she's such
0: a such a cookie cutter boring character by the end that, that Daniel's continuously following blonde women around because he's confused about whether his wife's alive or not <sighs> anymore because he literally can't tell the difference because she didn't have a personality.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point. I, I, I'm hoping that because Nina is so noticeably different, they they, they couldn't get rid of really that can't really do completely. anything without like
0: people noticing.
1: No, no. So she's doing great and I, and it looks like she's going to be they're, they're involving her a bit with, uh, with Asher as well, aren't they? Fostering a bit of a friendship there. It's fantastic that it's been given Roy something to do. That scene where she and Roy went back watching was just lovely.
0: It And it was also character development. Yeah. That, that didn't progress plot, but it didn't no, matter.
1: it didn't matter. In, in, in an age where people us complain that it is too plot driven sometimes that particular scene was a real character moment so more of that please um alina as well nice to have her back i'm not I'm, completely I'm not
0: particularly sure that i'm
1: i know we were we were wanting her back and i do when... like her but i'm not sure about this
0: you know, it's really cra- sad because why
1: she's stuck in at the moment with seb and evelyn uh evelyn emma
0: <laughs> it was really sad because the emma seb and alina love triangle was, was kind of sweet and interesting, but only for a very brief moment in time and now we're here and we've come back to it. And
1: it's another victim of the of the three episodes a week. I think I if know, we hadn't I had, had that j- it would feel a I don't care, bit pastier. I just felt like saying
0: to Seb, just bloody pick somebody mm. and tell the other one to go and sing their hook. Yeah. I love all of these characters and I just kind of, I want to slap them around a bit and get them to make their minds I, up. I,
1: I kind of want to slap Emma around a bit at the moment and uh, obviously Emma's not really. Emma's not
0: done a lot great.
1: No, it, uh, they've got to really watch themselves with Emma because she was so so, so good in her first I year. I just don't want them to do so... what they
0: did with Gemma, which is to to have a great character. He works really well as a comedic character. She's got she's she's charismatic and she's won the affections of people almost instantly and and, and she's fun and vivacious and, and, and interesting and then Panic because they haven't got anything to give to, to get her to do, and then give her something really boring and cheerless to, mm. to get her. To, I mean, the, the stuff about her being Steve's daughter okay, it worked out in the end for them, but what look at what they've done to Gemma and just beware because you can take somebody who is a really perfect Coronation Street character and you can chuck them down a hole and. Will they ever climb out? I
1: don't know. Hello, Carla. He's still down there.
0: Exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> it, I mean, it worked with Raquel. They, they were able to give Raquel some really sad, dramatic um, uh, stories and, and moments to deal with, and she, she didn't feel like she ever um, moved away from the character that they brought her in as, or that she eventually became. But yeah, Emma, I'm feeling that they're losing her. I, I, I'm not sure what it is.
0: She's not got anything to do. Yeah, that thing, Ra-
1: Raquel, was such a big character in the show. Yeah, because again, ha-
0: it's the same problem. Yeah,
1: it's the same problem. With but the, but not enough focus.
0: But nobody is watching Coronation Street and going, "I'm a massive fan of Emma," and then going, "Gosh, this is a compelling love triangle. I'm really interested to know to see to see Emma sad again about her broken heart
1: mm, and I being know.
0: treated like a mug."
1: No, no. Um, we haven't mentioned the 10,000th episode yet while we're on the positives, which is a bit of a strange one to be leaving because I think for lots of fans that has been a real highlight of the year. And I would say, looking back on that, yes, it was great, but, th- but there's a but and it's, it's a real shame. I, I enjoyed it at the time, but it felt like it's not sticking out as a, as a real highlight of the year for me now. Are you, is it the same for you? I think maybe it's because it was a, a one-off there was the whole thing about Ken's leaving the street, and then he came back again. It, there was some really nice little. It was just full of callbacks, wasn't it? Which yeah, I it, think we it, need.
0: To, I think, I think watching it again would be of, of benefit. Mm. I, I, I it think all felt
1: very inconsequential at the end. It didn't. It didn't, you know, push Cory in a brand new direction. It didn't launch a thousand storylines off. It was just a little one-off, wasn't it? Nice,
0: but what else? I mean you know it's all very well saying that you would like that to happen yeah it is good that we've bookended the year hopefully with some you know a 10,000th episode that was had a very nostalgic feel to it and it felt very old school i mean the amount of times we've watched vintage corrie with them going off on a bus trip yeah so many times it was really nice to see that again and then you know the, the other the other bookend is the 60th anniversary
1: Mm, which is yeah, also going to be less so. stunty now than they'd originally planned for it to be.
0: I mean, that's to me, that's bad, but mm. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pour water over it before I've seen it because I have faith. And also, the thing is, there's there's time for that. I mean, we have so many, so many points during the year which Coronation Street is expected to put on a big show. You know, soap awards, mm,
1: BGT week, which we've exactly. not had this, yeah.
0: So I'm not I'm not gonna mm. complain about it, but
1: yeah, I as long as for the 60th, they're able to do some really really proper character stuff, and it doesn't feel tokenistic. So some of the some of the callbacks to old Corey in the 10,000th episode just felt like they were ticking off a box of characters that they need to mention.
0: It's difficult. It's it, difficult. it really is a hard one I, to I, balance. I know that I know that they have to temper expectations, but I really could have done without. Um, I think it was Ian McCloud saying oh, we have loads of great plans, but we can't do any of them. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, how would you feel if somebody was like, well, I was going to buy you a diamond bracelet for your birthday, but I didn't have any money, so I've bought you a book about diamonds. You know? <laughs> we'll, we'll see, I don't need to we, know we about. I don't need to know about what you couldn't do.
1: Yeah, the book's nice.
0: Yeah, the book's lovely, but I, w- I would actually really like a bracelet now that you've mentioned it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there'll be chance, there'll be chance. Whatever stunts that they've had planned, I'm sure that they'll just keep it, you know, in it. The- put it on hold and, and we'll be able to get it next year I, or whenever they're allowed. As,
0: as always, I wish I could be a fly on the wall. Mm.
1: Um, on the subject of the 10,000th episode as well, the other thing that kind of really makes it stand out as being not perfect in my mind was how the Dennis Tanner stuff... Oh, my gosh. We talked about it on the podcast. No, what was, no it was on the Patreon episode. We talked about how he's been dragged through the mud.
0: It would be really nice if they had ended the episode with somebody just
1: did they have looking pe- at his little carving was that towards the end of the episode I or was that know. at the beginning it, I, I don't, don't remember it just just the, it, a it's a real moment. really disrespectful for the character and, and that, that and the Ken ending has just it's just not worked for me is a shame, and then the Ken, the Ken. But although the Ken story at the time looked like it was going in an exciting direction, I was really positive about the Stillwater story when they went into it. Is that here's some characters that we like: Ken, Claudia, Norris, Frida, um, Charles. seemed kind of you could be interesting at first together in a new setting. What could happen there? And then it just turned out to not much really. <laughs> um, Ken just dis- Ken discovers a secret against Charles overthrows him incredibly easy, comes up against no real resistance, and then he decides, no, you're all right, and going back to Coronation Street. Norris, do you want to be in charge? Yeah, all right then. I'm going back. Oh, you're Scream, staying, Claudia. Gloria. Yeah, and we also lost Eccles as part of that storyline as well. The it thing,
0: was... the Coronation Street has a weakness for, for villains sometimes, and this was another, exa- another example of that, because what the hell was Charles...
1: We just didn't know. As soon as Ken uh, unveiled him, Charles left the room, and that was the last we saw of him. Sometimes
0: appearance. Coronation Street a thinks that flop. the only reason why you should dislike a villain is that their their goals are opposed to a character that we like. Mm. Just because Charles was in charge and and, Ke- and Ken didn't like it, and he was being... And he was sort of, like, using his power... To siphon off money. It ...wasn't really enough for me to really care that much about him at all. No. You know, just, just because somebody's the opposite of one of our favourite characters in inverted commas doesn't mean that they're... It's the same thing that happened with um, Brian and the and the deputy headmaster. Mm. There was absolutely no motivation there whatsoever. It didn't make any sense. He was just the villain. And whatever he did was was simply just to annoy Brian because that's what the plot was. Mm. Not because it made any sense or he had a motivation to do anything. Yeah. And the same thing with the Stillwater stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, and also, okay.
0: Claudia sitting there waiting to... be to, for That time when Ken was going, oh, I'm going to pass my uh, my um, premiership on to somebody else who deserves it more. And Claudia was like, oh, it's going to be me. And then he says, Norris. And then we don't really get anything else out of Claudia apart from Ken dumping her. Mm.
1: Yeah, not not the best ending for a beloved character.
0: Well, we we liked her. Uh,
1: I, d- I don't want to d- dwell on the negatives too long, and this discussion is already running quite long. But the the Gary story has been a big mind. it for me this I year. Is that mind. a positive for you? I
0: think the Gary stuff.
1: It's dry.
0: I think the thing is, I have faith that this is going somewhere fascinating, and I don't mind being taken around the back roads to get to that destination. Mm. And I think other people. Obviously, it's you know, it's had a few
1: interesting elements like the, the, the bit where Maria got the measles from Bertie and the whole anti-vax element although that was more Daniel than Gary but it was still you know tied up in that story um, and and Ali's exit when he after he had that fight with Gary was quite fun but mm. it's, it's really feels like that they're you know circling a drain or something here but
0: okay
1: I don't know maybe it's
0: what's the main problem with this year,
1: Gemma. Gemma, 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 again. Same as last year. We, they, they obviously had a... When Ian McLeod started in the show, he... he and I've I said before, I don't fault him for it. They looked for a character that was popular with the viewers and said, right, we're going to have a two-year, three-year, however long plan for this character and by gum they are sticking to it no matter what the feedback... Or
0: high water. ...they're getting
1: from the, the you viewers. like it or Because not. I could, this time last year I could say, okay, well, you know, they they, they, they wanted to... You know, give her a time in the spotlight so and and they wanted to see it through, but the fact that they're still going with the quads, oh my gosh just 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 dreadful the stuff with the fresh go marketing the 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 problem upon problem that they're throwing at them with the the house fire, Alid being deaf um the the bitchy mums at the at the mums and babies group can we
0: just point out here that Any one of these stories by themselves is enough for a character to handle over the course of a year. Even Jeff and Yasmeen, who've been the main focus of this year, really only have one problem, and that is the coercive control storyline. Gemma has had four babies, postnatal depression, a house fire, a paedophile um, stepdad, um, a deaf child. Mm. Um, She's had psychotic dreams about killing her children child she's, had, she's had vlogging she's had fights with fresh goes over the control creative control of her family mm. story she's you know i mean
1: she's been all over it the feels place.
0: as though just throwing everything that they can at this and nothing's sticking because this is not the storyline that Gemma should be in
1: mm. but now she's got kids she's kind of stuck there and it's really sad Considering how much we used to love the character,
0: they don't need to have thrown everything they they could at this story. No, and 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 again, the other thing also is that Chesney is like a a pathetic, useless accessory. Like when when you buy a an instant cooker, an instant um, what is it called? Instant pot, and you get these weird spatulas <laughs> that come with it. And you put them has, in the drawer and they keep... the
1: cute. spatula of Coronation And they Street. fall down the
0: back and you don't even notice that, that they're not there anymore. Because who the hell wants a plastic spatula with a weird kink in the handle? Mm. Nobody. Um, if I want a spatula, I'll buy my own spatula. Don't give one to me.
1: <laughs> Bernie's the other element of this story. That It's like, I don't, I don't know whether I like her. I kind of want to like her. I know Joan is a good actress. But, I think she's all
0: right.
1: Uh, um... Adam and Sarah have been a massive miss from me. I keep forgetting that they're married.
0: Don't care. Have
1: we even seen Adam and Sarah share a scene since they've been back off their honeymoon, which went on for about two months? I don't know. I don't care. There's, there's. All I'm thinking is that there's got to be some really good plot reason that they're put together because there's. I'm not seeing the chemistry between them. We didn't see any romance. They got engaged at the drop of a hat. Got married. It's that we're not saying anything of their married life. There's got to be some reason why they There's put them together. There's a reason
0: together. why the movie Speed did not follow, at the end of it, Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock's marriage after they came together under extreme circumstances in, in a romantic way, mm. right? Adam and Sarah got together because there was shooting at Christmas.
1: Well, they they were together before. That's yeah, I they're... know, but
0: she, he proposed to her yeah. because of that, right? yeah. Uh, and, and they all got caught up in the, in the romance and the, and the the sort of the adrenaline. Yeah. And then we followed it and it's just bollocks. And
1: they're still living at the flipping Platz house as well, aren't they? it's it's utterly ridiculous i'm not feeling that at all but then you could say that about so many characters couldn't you well so
0: many relationships so
1: many relationships and also on the subject of it the living arrangements as well the platts living arrangements is ridiculous so is having imran toya alia ryan and craig all sharing a flat the the whole sit story with number one where is tracy steve amy ken still living there now Peter and Carla were only not living there because they're moved into the Rovers at the moment.
0: Well, yeah, we the, know that that's not going to last forever because they're just house-sitting. Yeah,
1: they're just temporary. So and then
0: you've got Abby, Emma and Seb who actually that Abby,
1: Alina, Emma, uh, and Seb.
0: actually have tension regarding their living arrangements, but that's not even that interesting.
1: No, no. But on the subject of Abby, now you come to mention her, what's going on with her and Kevin? And again, another pair that came together for plot reasons, and that was all right. When Abby blew up Ray's car, we were <coughs> we were cheering her on. And I, I don't mind the idea of um, the pair of them together, but
0: well, we haven't you know, seen them
1: together. What's their relationship Coronation like? Coronation Street know.
0: is very weak with with relationships. They like to set them up as a story, and then you know, like That's Billy,
1: biggest weakness and the fact Billy that
0: they are Emma and huh. In yeah Abby and Kevin huh? and the fact Jenny that there Jenny, are, huh? their
1: Coronation Street has been built on such fantastic pairings Stan and Hilda um, Jack and Vera even so
0: things it... like um, uh, Len and Elsie yeah who never got together and they were like the Ross and Rachel of Coronation Street they couldn't even do that now because they wouldn't be able to help themselves
1: I know Oh, they wouldn't. They wouldn't even get a chance. They probably wouldn't have enough scenes together. Yeah, it's 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 a real. They they've got to sort that out. That that's my biggest message apart. these
0: days. If anybody on the street got divorced, I don't think I I would really care or split up. The only ones I would care about were are are people where I actually like the actors personally, and I'm like, oh no, I wouldn't want them to split up. But yeah, that's not a reason to to.
1: Mm. Yeah, I'd, I'd be I'd be disappointed if Jenny and Johnny split up. If in and Toya split up. Yeah. If if uh, I think I'd, even if Abby and Kevin at the moment because I I'd quite like I feel quite like Sally, Sally and Tim. I mean, what's going on there? Well, you
0: would you would be annoyed if Fizz and Tyrone split yeah, up. Yes, so
1: I would be annoyed if Fizz and Tyrone split up. But, but it wouldn't, but it wouldn't send ripples <laughs> through the program, would it? No. Um. Yeah. It,
0: mm. Coronation Street needs to work on interpersonal relationships marriages goings
1: out yeah give us a reason to invest in these characters otherwise you can you can stick Tyrone and Fizz on the front of the soap magazine as they have done this week saying new Jack and Vera as the headline as much as you like but the we're not going to no. buy it unless we see it
0: um, one thing that they're good at though is family stuff like Harlow's and the Platt's and
1: yeah uh, they better you really better feel at like
0: you really feel like there's a real bond that
1: it's because you can families, you kinda of, you're stuck with your family, aren't you? And yes you can say, I'm never gonna speak to you again as a cliffhanger to one episode, but you're still tied to them.
0: Well they manage to think of reasons for those characters to, to gather together for various reasons. Mm. You know, like Christmas or a birthday or a christening or a marriage or whatever and they all get together and they all have an argument. Yeah. You know, and they and they can't really seem to think of of compelling I suppose there aren't really big life reasons why you get together with your partner. You just live with them the whole mm. time.
1: Yeah. Although on the, on the subject of families, I would say that the Plats haven't been as strong this year as some previous years. And but they, only
0: because they've been so what very heavily used.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I still I, think... I'm, I'm kind honestly, of invested in this Shona thing, but I'm not completely sure. It just doesn't feel as gripping as it should be and I still can't shake the idea that the, the Shona's amnesia is a bit unrealistic and I've... I still haven't had anyone write to me yet to tell me that they've lost huge chunks of their uh, memory and their personalities. It just doesn't feel believable enough to me. Although, one thing I will say about the the Platt story is Jack P. Shepard, when he's given the chance to, has still been amazing. The The moment when... um. Shona was brought round after the, the shooting and David like, goes to the corridor and says, she's going to be OK, and, and collapsed. was know, wonderful. The relationship with Gail, still amazing. Gail's birthday episode was a, oh, a flat highlight. Her and Audrey. Audrey. And David, when he gives her the I mean. card, wonderful. This is the thing. Built on long term, we know what these characters like and how they bounce off each other.
0: The Platts and the Barlows are the, the twin foundations on which Coronation Street, I think, is built. At the moment, and without without those really strong bonds between the characters and the actors, I I think a lot of what we see would be quite hollow. To be honest, mm. they they're kind of coasting on those things that these actors have been there for years and years and years, and they and they've got they've got really good um, chemistry. They just got they've just got to build it elsewhere i i don't know i think i think you know is it is it an exceptional thing that we shouldn't expect to always happen you know is is the fact that the 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 barlows and the the plats are so great is that just an anomaly is it fair to expect that to happen every every time i don't don't know i don't know
1: i don't know
0: but but you know what i mean that the barlows they're, not not as featured. Out.
1: Well, Kate Oates, when she came in, she, she made purposefully the Barlows, yeah. reinvigorated the Barlows, so she it can be job. done.
0: She did a brilliant job. I oh, know, but she's building on history.
1: Yeah, She didn't just
0: come in and make them out of new cloth, did she? No, Like, that's, like the Baileys. That's
1: true, that's true.
0: That those the, the Platts and the Barlows are, to me, the, the like I said, the twin foundations.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And no yeah. matter what they do, I think, those characters... No matter what stories they're in, there's that.
1: They'll always that bond. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so us let's, let's round this up then. What other things of the twenty twenty haven't we talked about yet? Uh, the the Ray mystery is still kind of interesting, but I'm surprised. We we said back at Christmas time, or oh, he'll be out within months, and he's still there, but he still hasn't really done much, has he? It's
0: well, so surprising how
1: little Bistro there's been, considering well, he's, how he's heavily just done it's it hasn't recently. he? And now,
0: it, and now it's sort of just appeared without. Mm. I mean they had the big Bailey's reveal of it. Yeah. But now it's just co- sort of gone on remarketed. I've kind
1: of got a feeling that he might have been a highlight on the Britain's Got Talent week and that they've pushed it back because Britain's Got, got Talent's not happening. Uh, I, I'm I'm keeping my eye out on that one. I, I still don't buy, I mean, Ray's no Pat Velan or anything like that, but I think there's there's potential there.
0: The last thing that An, Ray
1: owns the garage, doesn't he? I
0: know. But the last thing that Ray's done is fire a racist, so mm. he's not exactly up there with the great villains of Coronation Street past, is he?
1: <laughs> Very true. Um, what else is there? Bethany's gone. Michelle's gone. Both exits that felt a little bit underwhelming to me. You know, they weren't they weren't sensational, but maybe they don't always need them.
0: Also, well, Ali.
1: At, at Doctor Ali, yeah. Um, that, that's. I think that's kind of it. That's that's been twenty twenty, hasn't it? It's it's been all right, and it's been there's been lots of hurdles that Coronation Street has had to overcome, thanks to the pandemic. It it's been okay, and but thank goodness for the Jeff and Yasmeen story because that's been the
0: highlight. that's
1: been the highlight. That's been the the shining star of of twenty twenty, and um yeah it, it's and I I just hope that whatever they've got in plans in store for the sixtieth, I hope they're able to do something that when we come back in six month time and do the rundown of the year we're not thinking that was a bit of a flop I really really want to love it really do we shall see um, so before we finish off um, I just wanted to talk a bit about the podcast in 2020 and and, and the highlights of that um, it, it's been another good year so far i have been really proud of how the podcast has evolved this year what about you?
0: Well, you're the one that does all the work. Yeah, but how's it? I'm proud of how much work you've put. So much, I think, um, I feel like I'm writing your school report. You you, you started the year off with a focus on various things and you have...
1: Some of them have worked better than others.
0: Well, you've focused on the YouTube stuff, which is really good. And we've done a few extra bits and bobs... Which we've been able to do
1: I didn't with the YouTube I didn't even start the year with that as a big game, really. I just saw that Wolford Weekly were doing it and thought oh, I want to do that and although we we've the, our, our YouTube hits are, are so minimal, but I do think that that's a really good i am pleased to have you know taken a bite out of that
0: well you've, apple you've,
1: and, and and getting our you've our name out it.
0: you've progressed it so that we have a youtube
1: channel. we we have got some kind of There's presence content there on YouTube and um and on instagram as well and i think we've hopefully gained a few new listeners via that and and i'm personally i just enjoy making all the 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 covers and everything for the youtuber because i like doing my little graphic design there but it is it has made extra work there's there's a lot more that i'm having to do for the podcast each week now compared to before but i I'm, i'm i don't think it's you know, I don't think it's a bad I don't thing. think
0: you'd know what to do with yourself if you didn't work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I hope that, that that some people appreciate it. I'm sure they do. Well, the YouTube channel has also enabled us to do things like, you know, the Charlie DeMello interview and put that there. And um, the, the Maureen Lipman cook-along is on our YouTube, the magazines. And we we started to think of what other things can we do that can add actual video content to our YouTube rather than just a pretty picture and an audio. And the fact that there's we've been able to re-upload old stuff as well, I think some people appreciate, because we're getting new listeners all the time, aren't we? And we've got, you know, 424-odd episodes that we've done now, and there's plenty of great material, old podcast material, that would have just sunk without a trace if we hadn't re-uploaded it.
0: We've also split the episodes in two, because my, I've always said that the episode's too long. People don't like them being so long for some reason.
1: Some do and some, some don't.
0: Some people have told us that that's a massive hurdle and I, I know we've had criticism from people about it. it. This isn't. This was never supposed to be a slick, you know, overproduced highlight reel of Coronation Street. this no, is it's just us sitting down on the sofa having a chat. This is supposed to be something you can put on, that you can listen to, that you don't really have. It's not like we're throwing historical facts at you. we're just chatting and and it's supposed to be like you're sitting with your friends in a pub and they won't let you get a word in edgeways. That's how I describe the show. Um, but the the thing is that sometimes some of the stuff that we do gets buried in the middle of a podcast. so splitting the, the that content out, which is what you're listening to now and and making it available um as as a separate episode. Is supposed to facilitate people finding older content and being able to enjoy it. Um, mm. It's bitten us in the bum a little bit because I think it's affected our stats.
1: I think it has affected our our download stats, and I've never really understood that. We don't and really that, care and, and about and how it, it works. Either. It's it's not the the be all and end all. It we seems... don't. The
0: thing is, at the end of the day, we're not doing this because we want to get ten thousand downloads what a day or whatever, whatever. Because we know that we're a small. <laughs> There's yeah. already like a small, it's a small range of interest, and I've said to you before as well, what do you want to get out of this, sh- out of this show? And really, all we want to do is share our love of the show with people that also love the show, and mm. we're we're doing that, and we're doing it better than ever, I think.
1: I think so as and well. And a lot of
0: what what we've been able to achieve is through Patreon, and our Patreon has grown
1: mm. massively
0: this year, and I'd like to thank everybody who is a patron, and also. If you're not a patron, that don't worry about it. Just you sharing and talking about us and, and feedback and giving us feedback and liking us and interacting with us on, on Facebook and Twitter or whatever,
1: I've that adds enough.
0: to it. And and reviewing us on iTunes and stuff. Yeah. That yeah. that's all part of supporting us and and like I said, we only want to do what we're doing.
1: Mm.
0: We 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 have ideas for how to branch out in the future. But I think that we're doing what we want to do now.
1: Mm. You said that a, a, a while ago that I kind of went into 2020 with some ideas about what I wanted the podcast to do. And, and, yeah. and, and one of them was, it's the 60th anniversary, let's delve into the classics. Which were obviously a part of the podcast before because we were doing the character profiles and the feature discussions and everything. But we, we, we hadn't seen any really of the sixties and seventies, and now on our DVDs, we're nearly at the end of the seventies. So I've I feel like I've got a pretty thorough knowledge of the whole range of Coronation Street, and it's not just from things that I've that I've read about. And I'm really glad that how much you've enjoyed it, and it's added a, a certain richness to our discussions about the program. It feels like we're not you know faking it.
0: When I've spoken about Coronation Street in the past, before it was in in a sort of un, unfathomable. This is mysterious and unknowable kind of arcane knowledge that only few possess, like, some kind of secret knowledge. Mm. But but now I feel like... If I say Elsie Tanner, I know who the hell I'm talking about. Yeah. And I always felt... I, I, I've never tried to represent myself as somebody no, who knows haven't. everything about Coronation Street. And I still don't think I do. But I feel I've got a bit of a better foundations
1: on yeah. which to i've just i've loved i've loved love love watching the old episodes i've loved doing i always look forward to the feature discussions where we do our five year review of them um it's just given me yeah such a, a better understanding of the show as a whole certain characters that we would never would have thought we would love we've have fallen in love with
0: yeah. It's like back in the back in the day, if you had told me something about Coronation Street, there would be no way for me to know if you had made it up or if it was real.
1: <laughs>
0: but now I get the references when they talk about like when they talk about V E Day and Ken was talking about his dad, I was like, Yeah, Frank Yeah. Can I remember Frank?
1: <laughs> yeah. And if you, if you were to have a character name, like if somebody had to say Minnie Coldwell to you six months ago, you'd be like, oh, that was that old woman, wasn't it? And yeah, now well, the name Minnie Coldwell conjures up such images exactly. and love
0: I in both of our I, hearts. I, and even back in the day, I didn't really know, understand what a snug was, and now I do. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, it's been a really wonderful song. That, that for me has been one of our biggest achievements of 2020, just um, wallowing in Corrie's very rich... History. oh it's
0: been fantastic yeah. the only thing i regret is that we haven't been able to watch every single episode mm. and um we still have some ideas of how we possibly could could fill in some of the gaps but
1: it feels oh, like we've been saying really enough for the think moment
0: it's such a shame that there's no way to access the archive because mm.
1: well even by the end of this year we're not going to have caught up with you know, no, where we I know, started are I know, we but
0: i, 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 I want to watch i want to go back we, Every year we watch Cory, they add more episodes onto a week. So the ten episodes per year on each disc mm. becomes more spread out. Yeah, and watching those first eight episodes yeah, from nineteen sixty was just really fantastic. Yeah, in a and I just would wish that we could we could do that mm. more. Mm. I know that a lot of them are on YouTube because they're on Granada. Yeah, no, there's a,
1: there's Jerry Booth. There's got a, there's a the name of a YouTube channel. And uh, Auntie Corrie as well has got lots. of I don't them know on
0: them. how legal it is. <laughs> but well,
1: Curry's not taken them down, so they can't be that bothered. The
0: thing is, oh, at the moment, we can't do that because we're trying to review the DVDs.
1: Yeah, we'd we'd never get to. You know, we'd still be in the sixties if we uh, were able but to. Wa- if we watched every episode we wanted to, I know.
0: But next next year, yeah, exactly. It's I a, would that like to in go gaps, back yeah. and actually do that.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Finally, the other thing that I wanted this year. Which, and i don't want to end on a
0: well, it's we not wait, a look, sour note go on say uh,
1: the, the interviews my other thing that i wanted to do this year my a big big aim for me for 2020 was to get a load of interviews with some past coronation street characters because i that's one of the things i enjoy the most and and i've uh, there's been a highlight for me since doing the podcast for the past eight years has been able to interact with some of the big names some of the some of the cast on coronation street and also make a few friends with some of the cast as well and this year I, I I decided, right, I'm going to go back. And I'm going to try and get hold of some past cast members for the 60th and interview them. And it started off really, really well. Getting Julie Hesmanhouse for the 400th episode back in January was a dream come true. Lovely speaking to her. Huge coup for the podcast. I was dead proud of that. Followed by Kevin Kennedy. Curly Watts was such a favourite character of mine when I was growing up. So sort of meeting you know, a childhood hero, if you like, was wonderful. And, and talking about old school Coronation Street stuff with him, brilliant. We got Simon Arnold on, who played Stephen. Ashley Peacock. It's because I went to school with somebody called Simon Arnold. I always think that. Stephen Arnold, wonderful, because Ashley Peacock was a great character. Um, and, and apart from that, that's all I've got. We, we spoke to Brian Prescott earlier in the year as well, the current character. But We've I've,
0: had a few people bobbing in and out as
1: well. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. But I've struggled to get some of the older, the, the past actors on the show. And I tell you what, it's not to want to try and I have been sending off in messages to uh, on Instagram, on Twitter. I've been uh, emailing agents to old characters, I can't call them, to actors, past actors. And um, just been getting brick walls, honestly. And it's been a bit disheartening, really, because... I know,
0: that's the thing I, I think is... Um... Has upset you? Well, not upset you, but it's been.
1: That's been my main oh of the year. Regret. My my main. It's not a regret because that that would well, might, it, make you makes you think I, I yeah. didn't try because I did. Um, I I wish for the podcast we'd been able to get a few more of the old names on the show, but for whatever reason, time. there is still there is still time. But whereas in January I was like, this is the year that we're going to do this. Now I'm feeling oh, it wouldn't be nice if we got you know one or two more um but yeah well, I, I don't know we'll, we'll just have to see but, i mean I, I just listened to i'm in the middle of listening to um a wonderful <laughs> wonderful interview with Thelma Barlow that i can't remember distinct nostalgia i think the podcast is called i'll, I'll talk about it more on the other episode it is fantastic i'm thinking how'd you get Thel- Thelma Barlow she's this is not even one i've tried i thought that she was off limits how'd you manage that um so that uh I'm, I'm sure as the year goes on if if all you want to hear is interviews with past cast members, I'm sure that that you'll be able to, but it just might not be through Conversation Street unless unless we have a massive turnaround. But I, I, as I say, I, d- I don't want to downplay it's a bit how excited and chuffed I was to be able to speak with particularly uh, the Hez and Kevin Kennedy, because that, that was, uh, I was It was that great, was it was really... Cool. Yeah,
0: you did a great job and you always put a lot of work into your the interviews and you're very really fun to listen to when you do that and it's really nice when people can spare the time because we don't pay for interviews um maybe that's the problem maybe it has um so other than that i mean we've been we got the uh we did the zoom quiz didn't we
1: oh that was amazing a lot, of, a
0: lot of stuff that we've done this year has been funded through patreon so we've been able to buy the dvds we've been able to do the zoom quiz We've bought the magazines, so we've fun. bought the stamps, we've donated to the Lily Foundation. The stamps.
1: Oh, it's been really nice to be able to give those charity donations to Lily Foundation and the Mummy Star last yeah. year. I feel really proud that what we've done, our podcast, has okay. enabled those donations well, we've, to Well, yeah, to we, we've just
0: um, yeah taken people's love of Coronation Street and turned it into something tangibly good that yeah. can be um, yeah. used for... To, to, used for the, the issues based to realise yeah,
1: we... the The podcast is, you know, despite it not going exactly how I wanted it to, it is in a really, really good place at the moment. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about yeah. the future of the podcast. We've got lots of ideas for what we can do for the rest of the year. Um, we've got some cool plans a- ahead. Um,
0: and it's all steered by you. And I know you don't like it when I say this, but you are the one that does all the work. All I do is sit here and talk yeah, to Yeah, but you've been cataloguing
1: magazines this afternoon, Gemma, so well, hopefully that that'll give really us a few ideas. Hard. <laughs> don't worry about it right um, just to finish off I, I asked on Patreon for um, a couple of comments about um, other other listeners highlights of 2020 not about the podcast but about Corey, and we, we got a few responses so um, Rebecca our um,
0: stalwart stalwart um, is the it, right, award winner is, is
1: the right word she says that for her highlights of 2020 included the 10,000th episode Asher growing as a character Nina and Roy's family relationship Yasmin and Jeff Abbott and Kevin finally get together. The Jane story and the Ollie story. So, yeah, definitely some some big... There have been some really great stories. I, I agree with Abby and Kevin finally getting together. I was pleased to happen. Let's let's see them actually do something together, please. Lowlights for Rebecca included the quads and Gemma and Chesney. Gary's story dragging on too long. It's almost like I could have written this. Not enough Jenny or Toya.
0: Wait a minute. Are you...
1: I am not Rebecca. I've not been providing us with weekly feedback, on Twitter for the past eight years, running Dennis's ashes over Tracy's retcon of being by. Bi- oh my gosh, we didn't talk about Tracy sleeping with Paula as a low light. Maybe that we just like tried to erase that from the our. The trouble minds.
0: is, you always feel as though you're being homophobic or you're being you're not being progressive. But I think it is regressive to claim that bisexuality or homosexuality is like a come-as-you-go sort of buffet of whatever. Like, your sexuality is fixed. And I think that, um, I think that it is, gay people and lesbian people would agree that they cannot change their sexuality. So why would a straight person do the same thing? Mm. Isn't it what... We have been fighting against the notion that you can change your sexuality, and we've been fighting against that for for decades. That's what annoys me. It felt it's regressive. It's not progressive. It didn't feel
1: feel so awkward when Marcus was in a relationship with Maria because
0: he said, "I'm not bi. I'm a straight man who's fallen, a gay man who's fallen in love with a woman." But I don't. And he he knew who he was, whereas. Th- this Tracy's not trashed, said she's by. This trashed Paula and Tracy's characters because Paula, I thought, was a woman of integrity who was a, who was a lawyer who understood the the not just the morality but the legal ramifications of sleeping with a married woman. If if Steve was to decide decide to divorce Tracy, Paula could be. Mentioned in their divorce proceedings mm. as the reason for, and that's not something that somebody would want to to instigate on themselves for just a quick tumble in the hay. No, uh, and and Tracy, who claims that she's done it before,
1: mm. and in,
0: it- and also the the unsavoury insinuation that being prison gay, you know, is, is sort of fun and carefree, when actually there are so many horrible
1: mm.
0: connotations to that. That I I don't even want to get get into
1: it. Also, that story has had no long lasting. What was the point of it? It was a bit of New Year titillation, and now it's been forgotten about. Thank goodness it's been forgotten about. But I I could have done without it. Anyway, so going back to Rebecca, she's also um not wasn't a fan of the Daniel and Bethany relationship, but overall she's enjoying the year. But as usual, things could be improved. She would give it three and a half. Ken leaving the street then returning's out of five. Um Nancy also said that she enjoyed the ten thousandth episode um uh, she's loved the Asher storyline, and Nina developed into a good character. Nina keeps getting mentioned if you' I, I think she's, th- she's they's got the next, something there she's the next can I just one say to watch
0: she's the next victim of Coronation Street messing up a character because they realize that they're popular
1: yeah, watch this first. because
0: really she does fall into a bit of a if if you were to sort of categorize them they're Coronation Street likes to prey upon the young, interesting, female, quirky, outsider characters and mm. Emma, Gemma and Nina all fall into those. Yeah. Uh, I I mean, Gemma doesn't really have a, a link to the street but Nina and, and Emma both now have these sort of pre... like, didn't exist before this year relationships, Familiar relationships. Or, or, uh, that anchor them into the street in a way that you hope... Won't be severed anytime soon.
1: Mm, mm. Right. I think well, how we are if done. you
0: what But if you were to score this year, what would you give it?
1: Well, I mean, you feel sure you could probably find out by taking all our scores for the year and oh. giving them a quick average. which I'm sure Rebecca could do because she's got she's our scores got on got the other spreadsheet. Things to do. Um, I, I'm saying that so far this year is is a three and a half. Yeah, I, I agree think.
0: with Rebecca. About it, it's
1: that. a bit a bit better than average, but it's not a stellar year. So I'm hoping it ramps up to the higher echelons in the second half as we're approaching the 60th anniversary. I don't know what I'm going to give it, three and a half ofs. Three and a half um, newly designed factories because we haven't mentioned that oh, yet.
0: Oh, no, we haven't mentioned it. Colourful got, factories. It, it It feels like we don't know our way around that set yet.
1: I know, every time they show a scene there, it's like, oh, where's, where's this?
0: I like the way they redesigned it and it feels very modern and um a bit kind of like northern quarter, kind of trendy. Like uh, mm. heritage and and new.
1: It's very odd because that that used to be a, a hub, didn't it? The the factory of getting all it these great women talking like together. But they've
0: separated everyone out too much. You've got the you've got the office, you've got some kind of break room area, and you've got the. Have we even seen anyone on on a machine?
1: Uh, there, there was the other week when Jeff came in and Izzy True. was fawning over True. him.
0: Um, it it is... used to be the majority of it was. Was sewing scenes, and then you'd have the odd break room, and then you'd have the odd office. But then there just seems to be all these nebulous areas that I don't really fully mm. understand what they're for. And also, they keep hiring people and not kind of doing any like you, Michael and Toya both work there. Did you guys know that? I oh,
1: know totally. And and Alina does. What does she do? Yeah. Does Gail work there? Oh, she I has worked there, hasn't I don't she? I don't know. And it's even really the weird.
0: people that actually have jobs there, like Nick.
1: Oh, yeah, I don't as, know what as far anybody as I does. can
0: tell, his job is to break Gale, which I think he can do from home. Yeah, you know, working from home during the pandemic, it's literally him just nagging Gale for not cleaning <laughs> things.
1: It's odd. It's like they felt that they had to open it. It was about time they reopened it, but they didn't have anything to do. So where, where that used to be a hub... Now, it's not an interesting... The Bistro used to be a hub, but they've barely used that. The Rovers, they haven't used that as a hub for ages. Where's the hub, then? It's the cafe.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. It's the worries, cafe is
1: what, a weird new meeting spot where everybody seems to eat all their meals and cross paths.
0: i tell you what, though, Michael. That £2.95 for a curry, not changed in about 10 years. <laughs> That is a bargain. You couldn't even buy a ready meal from no, that No wonder. Everyone's
1: just catching on to it, are they? Yeah. <laughs> okay I think we are done listeners if you'd like to feed back on what your highlights lowlights and in between lights of 2020 have been so far please do send us an email let us know at conversationstreet at gmail.com has this agree? been good for you do
0: you disagree what have we said that's annoyed you anything no great brilliant
1: <laughs> have we missed anything because I feel we've been fairly thorough but well, I'm sure there's some real think? fans of Moira one, one episode Moira has been in 2020 what the heck Bring her back. I'm sure there's been some fans of other um obscure characters that we haven't mentioned that are screaming for us to say, Yes, but what about Liam Connor? This well just year? let
0: us know what you think. We've spent an hour and a half talking about six months of Coronation Street. We obviously haven't covered everything, but you know, if you would like to refer back to the previous <laughs> how many uh, uh
1: we started at 398 i think this year so we've we've had like 26 episodes refer so back year. to our
0: previous 26 episodes and if we of course, because have because that's up,
1: 26 is half of 52 and 52 weeks in the year you can uh
0: nuts. you can uh take it out with the boss which is michael
1: not <laughs> me <laughs> yeah uh, it's, it's, the appearances that always suggest that we know who's the well, real one in charge here i'm in charge of the podcast you're in charge of me so <laughs> you're the uber boss of the podcast <laughs> Um, I'm not going to argue yet, with that. I think <laughs>
0: that's
1: right. <laughs> right, we need to have our dinner, so yeah. we'll leave this. We'll leave you to do whatever you think want about, about to it, it to listeners. Pick yeah. your belly button. Hope you enjoyed. We did.
0: You probably should wash your belly button. I bet you haven't done it for a while, and in your ear rolls and behind your ears. So I'll leave you to do that.
1: Fair enough. The music for this episode came <laughs> from podcastthemes.com. Bye for now.